You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Now, from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Joey, baby! Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. I'm strong and Getty. But I know this, they're loco. Everyone knows it. But the dramatics could come down just a little bit. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. story on 60 Minutes last night was about the whole homeless situation. And it was about the homeless situation. It was also about the care court, which is an interesting idea and I'm uh, and needs to be discussed. Uh, uh, sea to shining sea. Dealing with mental illness in this country. That's definitely a big problem. I was going to like put that off till a little bit later and focus this particular go-round on uh, the fact that Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, which was featured a lot on 60 Minutes last night, <laughs> is clearly running for president. And oh, yeah. uh, and and just the way he positioned things. But this is the way 60 Minutes opened, which really annoyed me. On any given night, more than 170,000 people are living on California's streets or in its shelters. It's the largest homeless population in the country, fueled by a lack of affordable housing and the state's failure to provide adequate mental health care. Fueled? One in four has that's, a serious that's good. mental illness. That's good. That Just the fact that the first thing wow. out of their mouths was fueled by lack of affordable housing. The rent is too damn high. Uh, well, and the way it was phrased, and, and even her enunciation suggested that these are the two reasons. Right. And uh, you got a whole bunch of drug addicts, a whole bunch of drug addicts, like the vast majority are drug addicts. And then some of them are drug addicts and mentally ill, and then some of them are just mentally ill. But the vast majority of people on the streets are drug addicts. They've done a number of studies on this. It's, it's up in Seattle. They, they said 90% of the people were drug addicts. So, 
to, to make it about affordable housing just seems crazy to me. But anyway, um, we have discussed that quite a bit. Here's a little of Gavin Newsom. I mean, he is indignant with the current state of things. This year, the Newsom administration invested about $17 billion to fight homelessness and treat mental illness. Chance, there's hope. But leaders in many counties say money earmarked for care court is nowhere near enough for the thousands of people expected to land in the system. Spare me. Honestly, I, I, I'm a little indignant by this rhetoric. The only thing limiting people is an unwillingness to be accountable. And I'm just done with it. But are that. you overly optimistic on this one? This is a very taxed system and you're expecting it to take on a lot more. I'm done with the excuses. You should be done as a taxpayer. Everyone watching should be sick and tired of the excuses. Oh. There's plenty of money in this space. Oh. Wow. I mean, it makes my skin crawl, but it's it, what what's your strategy going to be if your policies have brought disaster? You've got to indignantly suggest it's other people's fault and you're tired of their excuses. All right. The other people getting in your way. Uh, that's uh, that's what's been so annoying for the many years you've been in charge and the many more years your party has run this state. It's, uh, it's some other force's fault. And damn it, I'm not putting up with it anymore. Here's a little more Gavin Newsom. Is part of this that voters are so fed up with what they see on the streets of their cities that as a politician, you've got to clean up those streets? Yeah, well, that's generally the case, but that's not the inspiration for care court. But is there a political factor in this for you? As an electoral strategy, I'm turned out. That's not the issue. The politics here is compassion. The politics is purpose. I, I am extremely suspicious of Gavin Newsom. If uh, if he told me it was daytime, I'd look twice to make sure that was the sun and not just a particularly bright moon. He's utterly dishonest. On the other hand, I don't think he's without a soul, and I think he understands the mental health crisis that the you know the country has, the state of California has. So I I, I think there is some sincerity to his desire to get the care court up and want running because we have to do something. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's why I thought we'll separate the care court conversation from him just, uh, you know, clearly trying to position himself to not be the guy that presided over a state that if you visit it and go anywhere in California, it's just a disaster in terms of people on the street. And so he's got to start positioning it as some other forces caused this to happen. Here's a little more, Gavin. Change has its enemies. I get it. But one thing you cannot argue for, with all due respect to all the critics out there, is the status quo. You can't. And in the absence of alternatives, what the hell are we going to do to address this crisis? You've used words like you're outraged, you're disgusted yeah. by what's happening on the streets. I am. Because I see what everybody else sees. I try to walk my kids to the park and have a difficult time navigating the sidewalk. It's a fail-first system, not a care-first system, which means you have to end up in the criminal justice system before finally someone provides support and a bed and a solution. We've got to change that, and that's what we're doing. Man, there's so much there. His allusion to vague, shadowy enemies of change. Right. Change has enemies. Oh, no. That's, that's. And then his knowing chuckle that he likes to throw in. Listen, we can't put up with the status quo anymore. He loves the knowing chuckle. And him walking his kids to the park and, okay, whatever. Um, so, dude, you've been governor for quite a while. A full term plus this one. 
And uh, your party has a supermajority, could pass anything today that they want to. Your party could pass anything today, and you could sign it. That's what you get when you have a supermajority. Nobody can stop you from anything. So who are these? And you had a giant, giant surplus for several years. Geez, yeah, right. And tons and uh, tons of money to spend. Uh, It's it's just so frustrating. You you've got all your party has all the power in this state. So, so you, the, the enemies of change, who are you talking about, dude? And, change and I was, has enemies. I was 60 Minutes would throw in one sentence like that. Well, your party has a supermajority and could pass any legislation anytime which you could sign. What? Who are these change of enemy, change, enemies of change that you're discussing? Yeah, name names or, or whatever. And don't say Republicans. <laughs> Spare yeah. me. I'm outraged. You've words you've words used words like outrage. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so pissed off. I'm done with the excuses. Now he is right, uh, you know, many years too late to say who's arguing for the status quo, which is true with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I was in a discussion about what last night? Oh, the healthcare system. Healthcare system, the border. The way we handle the homeless thing. There's nobody arguing for the current system that we've got and all those things. Nobody, if you're starting from scratch, would build what we've got for health care, the border, the homeless situation. Our tax system. Our tax system. Nobody would argue for these things. There's, right. There is no there is no constituency for the status quo, yet it con- continues, which is frustrating. Well, yeah, for you know, there are enemies of change, and and it must be partly human nature or something, which is why we actually need leaders uh, to to be in a completely ridiculous, psychotic, untenable uh, situation. All those policies and, and areas you mentioned, uh, but any proposed change, people say, well, I don't know. I've heard that might cause problems. I don't know. The uh, defaulting to the status quo. Is one of the worst parts of our current system, I think. The the and it's odd. Maybe it's because we live in an era of such uh, you know dizzying and rapid change, but we seem completely unwilling to change policies. Well, is that the uh, we'd rather have the issue than the uh, solution? Is that what's driving all that? Well, that's certainly a uh, you know an ingredient in the stew of intransigence. I think it's a great thing to uh, complain to the other side about. Or, or make money off of rather than solve. I'm looking for the stew of intransigence in the list of Hello Fresh recipes, and I'm just <laughs> not seeing it. <laughs> so we uh, played you the Gavin Newsom with the I'm indignant. Spare me the rhetoric. I'm tired of the excuses. Change has enemies. All right, you're in charge of the whole thing. <laughs> and have been for years. Who are you yelling at? But anyway. Oh, yeah, and the mayors are seeing their cities rot out from the inside. Uh, they're just loving it, Gavi. They they would they would fix the problems, but they're just too lazy. Because <laughs> I see what everybody else sees. I try to walk my kids to the park and have a difficult time navigating the sidewalk. Right, right. I doubt that that happens to you a lot. I just find knowing where you live and all that sort of, but maybe. Yeah, that seems unlikely. I don't know. Um, so I If there get- is not a news crew making its way to the route from Gavi's house to the local park right now, that's just uh, <laughs> journalistic malpractice. <laughs> um, I do want to get into the uh, care court, which is really the focus of the thing because they believe that mental illness is what the whole problem is. Because uh, that is an interesting question. Are we going to have mental hospitals that we can force people into, and how would that whole system work? And and how much of that is the problem of street people? We could get into all that coming up. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Maybe they should have used AI to help with the spelling. I mean, I drove by, and I was like, well, something doesn't look right. And then I was like, there's no L. My daughter sent me the picture, and she said that uh, there's a misspelling on Trenton football field. And she sent it to me, and I said, I can't believe they forgot the L. I don't know how someone doesn't catch that. Smell check, yeah. It's <laughs> a great idea, right? The big sign at the football field. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Anyway, wow. I tried to tie in, tie in AI because that's what I was going to bring up here, a bunch of different AI stories. I read more about this uh, cooking story, which is kind of just a side note here, the robot chef. Now, the hard part, of course, is having a robot that could move around your kitchen, reach in the fridge, do all that sort of stuff. But in terms of the learning part, they they had robots like watching cooking videos and the cooking channel and stuff like that. And put together all the different nuances of making different dishes and really nailed it. So that could be a thing in the future. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, as uh, enthusiastic as Judy and I are about HelloFresh, use the code 50Armstrong. Um, if all I have to do is get the stuff out of the fridge from my robot chef, 
Yeah, I'm signing up. Where do I get one? So we mentioned this yesterday, didn't get to the story. AI is on a collision course with white-collar, high-paid jobs and with an unknown impact. This latest survey of which jobs are at most risk to artificial intelligence. One of the reasons this is so interesting is in the past, all your big technological breakthroughs have almost entirely affected low-wage, bottom, uh, uh, what do you use, skill jobs. You know, like cotton gin came along, and so you didn't need people to pull seeds out of cotton. I mean, it affected people who work with their backs as opposed to their frontal lobes. Yeah, and a lot of the Industrial Revolution was that. Well, this is going to be the opposite. What jobs are at most risk to AI? Budget analysts, data entry keyers, tax preparers, technical writers, web developers. At the other end, low exposure to AI. Barbers, childcare workers, dishwashers, firefighters, pipe layers. And they point out that the most exposed jobs earn $33 per hour on average, where the least exposed jobs are $20 per hour on average. And politically, I think this is where it could get interesting. The biggest group of that high-exposure job, white or Asian college graduate women. Wow. Are in the most exposed group more than the bottom group. And if those jobs start to get affected, you know the political power that college-educated women wield with their... Oh, oh, no need for that. Uh, so I, I don't know how that's going to work out. But again, this is this has not happened before, where it's your higher educated, higher paying jobs that get booted out by a big change in technology. And there is the, the, the one of the most interesting things. I've got a USA Today article. I've got a CNBC article, all looking at the same data, but interviewing different people. Nobody's sure how this is going to happen. Nobody knows if this is going to be, a, as, th- as this person said, a slow-moving force change or a tsunami. We don't really know. Mm, but if it's tsunami-ish, that is going to be pretty damn disruptive. You know, I've got this great article, this great statistic, and I can't find it. Um, darn it, it's around here somewhere. But the, the long and short of it is Republicans dominate among men, single men, married men, and they do very, very well among married women. The one constituency that's heavily Democrat at this point is single women. Which, you know, if you single white college educated women, that's even more uh, just a brutal stronghold right now. The Democratic Party, if this stuff come down, comes down the line and disrupts all those lives, I wonder, you know, what the effect will be. Hard to predict, but it'll be something. Yeah, it'll be something. Can I quote you on that when it finally hits? As Joe well, Willie once said, be, it won't be nothing. This will be something. Yeah, uh, again, this is an unprecedented thing for the world. Jobs that required education and skill are the most easily replaced as opposed to dishwashers. And, you know, people making whatever you make watching kids, which is quite a bit of money, actually. But I don't know. I don't know what politically that's going to do. Is there going to be a movement toward trying to restrict AI? Well, that'll never work. 
No, not really. Uh, but that's a great setup for the uh, David Brooks piece, What If We're the Bad Guys Here, which we'll share with you next hour. Oh, speaking of artificial intelligence, I thought this was crazy from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, just jumping into the article, AI tools have generated fear. They'll improve and threaten humanity, blah, blah, blah. But new research released this week reveals a fundamental challenge of developing artificial intelligence. Chat GPT has become worse at performing certain basic math operations. I can't even begin to imagine why that would be. The researchers at Stanford and University of California, Berserkly, say the deterioration is an example of a phenomenon known to AI developers as drift, where attempts to improve one part of the enormously complex AI models make other parts of the model perform worse. This story just makes me realize how little I understand about the way artificial intelligence works, because it just seems like this would be a, you know, it uses the calculator ability of computers to always get math right. I know. That's why this is also astounding. On the surface, chat GPT can be amazing, funny, conversant in any topic, impeccably grammatical. Some people have given chat GPT standardized tests. It's done great. But other times the chat bot will flub even basic mathematics. Um, uh, thus, the, they've tested two versions of chat GPT. The results aren't entirely promising. They gave the chat bot a basic task. Identify whether a particular number is a prime number. This is the sort of math problem that is complicated for people, but simple for computers. One, three, five, seven, eleven, thirteen. Very good. Is seventeen thousand and seventy-seven prime? How about seventeen thousand nine hundred and forty-seven? I don't know. Unless you're a savant, you can't work this out in your head. But it's easy for computers to evaluate. Uh, to track performance, the researchers fed ChatGPT a thousand different numbers. In March, they were right eighty-four percent of the time, which is not very good for a computer, by the way. 84% of the time in March. By June, it had dropped to 51% of the time. Little better than a coin flip. Wow! Across eight different tax tasks, GPT-4 became worse at six of them. Weird! Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Now, broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. Celebrating 25 years of radio excellence. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This what could be a political earthquake that one of the and, and it's quite possible you don't know the name David Ignatius of the Washington Post, but he's in that crowd of big been around forever opinion makers people take seriously. He doesn't write columns just to start fights and 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 a lot of people are seeing this as okay one of the important left leaning media personalities just said out loud and he says in his column. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris shouldn't run. Biden's too old and nobody likes Kamala Harris is basically what he says. They both need to step aside, he says, because the most important thing is stopping Trump because he feels Trump is a danger to America like all left-leaning people do. Um, but uh, he is finally the first person of that ilk to say the emperor has no clothes. Uh, getting quite a bit of attention, quite a bit of pushback on Twitter and everywhere else, including this from Morning Joe on MSNBC today. Now, at one point, apparently, Mika Brzezinski said, well, you're 73 years old. And I came across somebody saying, great pushback from Mika. <sighs> wow. It doesn't matter how old you are. Henry Kissinger is 100. His brain, if you've ever seen him interviewed, works the same way as it did in 1970. 
Joe Biden's does not, and it's evident to anyone anytime he talks. Charles C.W. Cook, who's fabulous, said the other day, it amazes me. Of course, he says it in this delightful English accent, but he said, it amazes me, yes, that the press feels like they have to paper over Joe Biden's mental decline. But it amazes me even more that they think they can. Right. We can all see this. Right. But anywhere. So a direction you knew this was going to go at some point. Here's former senator from Missouri. I think Claire McCaskill pushing back on David Ignatius and his column today saying neither Biden nor Harris should run. But I want to talk to you, David, about Kamala Harris. I've started a little exercise. Every time somebody says something negative to me about Kamala Harris, I go, well, what is it specifically about her you don't like? What has she done that is so offensive to you? And you know I get blah, blah, blah. blah. Nobody has an answer. So I'd love you to spend some time on the Kamala Harris issue, and I'm looking forward to your column on that. Why is America down on her to the extent they are? Because she has done nothing to deserve this. I mean, this is a woman of great accomplishment. She has done things in a very competitive environment in the Democratic Party in California that many politicians could never accomplish. So I'd love you to tackle that. Why is this Kamala Harris a problem instead of an asset? I don't get it. So I, I think it is a, it's a it's a riddle. It's one that I and other people should 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 write more about. Um, I I I I I'd love for her to 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 get that feel that that good politicians have with with the public. So what to, happens say, there? Well, I'll, I'll read this uh, the, one of the tweets from one of your opinion makers out there. Props to Claire McCaskill for having David Ignatius mumbling and stumbling. He had no valid answer. It's all superficial, made-up nonsense. And let's be real. It's racism and sexism. These two things exist, and we have to call it what it is. <laughs> wow, touched on all the bases. Ding! So he wrote a column that he thought uh, was important and true. And then it's out there. And then when he's getting attacked on cable news by all the people that he goes to parties with and uh, send each other Christmas presents, then he's uh, stumbling, bumbling, I, I don't know what to say. The, the, the former Senator Claire McCaskill saying, what is it that Americans don't like? It doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, Americans have had a good look at Kamala Harris and decided they don't like her. That's the way politics works. And the reasons are, I mean, if you want to get specific, she comes off as a, as a, as a know-nothing, a pompous know-nothing. <laughs> Okay, right. she is utterly without talent or appeal. She rose to prominence in a one-party state utterly without competition. I would love if Clara McCaskill were here right now. I'll tell you precisely what's wrong with her. She's a mediocrity. She impresses no one. But the idea of getting mad at America for not recognizing the talents of Claire McCaskill and then somebody pointing out that America do- I mean, doesn't like Kamala Harris and then somebody mm-hmm. pointing out America doesn't like Kamala Harris. How dare you point out what America thinks is right, really right. weird. And, and Ignatius, I could hear him stumbling and fumbling and bumbling. It's because he was being a gentleman. He didn't want to say, look, she strikes everybody as a moron. She has no ideas. She has no talent. Anyway, I want to run through a whole bunch of these different, and I'm not going to hit all the names because you wouldn't know most of them, and they're just, some of them are major, some of them are minor players in the world of opinion making <coughs> on uh, Twitter. Of course, David Ignatius is entitled to share his opinion, and I'm entitled to share mine. Ignatius's latest column is clickbait and counterproductive. He asks a lot of leading questions and piles on, but has no answers. 
Um, okay. Boy, you people are delusional. Joe Biden is a washed-up old white dude. By washed-up old white dude, David Ignatius. Some total of David Ignatius spot on Morning Joe. Old white dudes are worried Biden will continue to do a great job and Kamala Harris will run in 2028. Glad Mika and McCaskill called him out. Biden is running and will win. Deal with it. Gosh, this is fascinating. This is like going to the zoo and and getting up close to a strange, fascinating creature from another land. Hearing how these people think. Wow. Here's an angle, a slightly different angle from a different side. Steve Bannon, who you do know who is, uh, who he is. Trump is not going to face Biden. The administrative state spokesman, David Ignatius, is saying, not only do we not have your back, you've got to go. Politico is already voting for Newsom. So he believes it's a deep state hit, and Ignatius is the leader, and Gavin Newsom already did his meet the press on Sunday and Politico interview last night. Well, he's closer to the truth than the delusional lefties, although that's way over dramatic. The the party and the people who depend on the party for their wealth and power see a doddering old fool and a talentless moron and thinking, whoa, my whole gig is wrapped up in the Democrats holding on to power. I don't want them to be my standard bearers. It's not quite as exciting as he portrayed it. Here's another one from a website I've never checked out, spoutable.com, but apparently some people are into it. David Ignatius says ramble F. That's a term I haven't used, but I might start. Um, (laughs) It is amusing. (laughs) (laughs) It's precisely what the media did to Hillary. And now they're trying to do it to President Biden and VP Harris. This is he too old narrative is really about Vice President Harris because they hate having a black woman next in line. Do these people really believe? That's what I always wonder. Do they actually believe that the dislike of Kamala Harris is, oh, no. A black woman might be president. I can't have that. I have to pretend that I think she's an idiot. <sighs> wow. Uh, just for the record, Barack Obama was a brilliant once-in-a-generation political talent. Okay? Hillary Clinton, brilliant and an ass-kicker. Just ultimately not charismatic. There are lots of terrific politicians of color, of uh, the fairer sex, etc. Kamala Harris ain't one of them. Here's somebody uh, who just retweets a quote from Ignatius. I don't know if it's his column or his spot on the TV today. The heart of it is whether Joe Biden is the best person to carry this legacy forward. Legacy. It... I felt it was time to have a more public discussion about this. What a journalist like me should do is take issues like that, that people talk about in private, and bring them forward so we can have a better discussion. But he's an old white guy. Boy, you people have no arguments. I think that's really interesting because then Joe Scarborough followed up with this on Morning Joe Today. And Joe Scarborough's in that camp, too, of very influential people on the left. I bet he'd have never thought that when he was younger. But, (laughs) um... MSNBC's Joe Scarborough reveals that every Democrat he talks to off the air tells him President Biden is too old to run for president again. Now the quote, everybody we talk to, every political discussion, all it talks about is Trump. But when it comes to Joe Biden, people say, man, he's too old to run. I mean, he's I mean, he's not going to run. He's not going to actually run again, is he? When I say every conversation, I don't mean 99% of the discussions. I mean every discussion. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And yet all those people saying all that ridiculous stuff about David Ignatius for just calling what is plainly true, uh, you know, to our attention. Boy, people are weird.
Um, Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Here's uh, one of your um, uh, Dems that I've heard of. Indescribably irresponsible piece authored, unsurprisingly, by WAPO's David Ignatius. What color is the sky in your world? Indescribably irresponsible to say Joe Biden is too old to be president. Seventy-six percent of Americans believe that. Two-thirds of Democrats believe it. How do you say that, given that reality? I I honestly don't get it. Uh, Maybe your your power and wealth is tied up in Team Biden, and you're just desperately throwing whatever you can out there. Here's another one. I mean, that that is seriously uh, cognitive dissonance there. Here's another one, a guy with a website and lots of columns. Washington Post columnist David Ignatius is getting a lot of heat this morning for writing an article titled, President Biden Should Not Run Again in 2024. I hate to say this, but I somewhat agree with Ignatius. You somewhat this is agree. fascinating to me. I know, is... I know, I know. It's like observing the gorilla in its habitat and the way they take care of their young. I mean, I just, I don't even know how you somewhat agree that a guy saying, hey, Joe Biden is too old to be president. You somewhat agree with that. Or you're on the other side where you say it's an indescribably unfathomable that you would even say such a thing. It's racist. It's sexist. It's, it's, it's cruel. It's terrible. In the face of overwhelming numbers. Here's another, I, uh, another one of those. Here I will say the quiet part out loud. Blatant racism is the foundation of this opinion by David Ignatius. All right. That um, is, I mean, that is so worn out and stupid at this point. I can't even stir myself to an emotional reaction. But calling people racists when it's undeserved is a horrible, horrible thing to do. All right. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, you shouldn't let it go by without pointing that out. Yeah. Calling a guy a racist because he doesn't think Kamala Harris is liked enough to get elected president. Are you kidding? Again, look at the numbers. You know what Barack Obama would say if he was willing to say it out loud in front of cameras? Kamala Harris isn't popular enough to get elected president of the United States. You think he's racist? No. He understands politics. Ain't no chance she gets elected president. Um, I'm canceling my subscription to the Washington Post today. There were a lot of these. I don't know who runs this paper, but it's not Americans. Wow. Wow. You people are crazy. (laughs) No. Is MSNBC going to keep this fugitive S on all day? That's the capturing the fugitive, the the, the escaped lunatic. (laughs) Are they going to keep this on all day so they can wash away the musty stink of the David Ignatius interview on Morning Joe? As a conservative, uh, this is all good news. I can't believe these people can organize a two-car parade. Um, at the same time, they win as many elections as they lose. Um, and the Republican Party is full of crap, too, uh, mostly. Um, wow, politics is a strange, strange business because you're dealing with strange, strange customers. And then finally, this one, Joe Concha, who I see on various talk shows sometimes. Uh, between the Washington Post column by David Ignatius today and Scarborough, Scarborough suddenly revealing all these alleged conversations with Democratic lawmakers saying that Biden is too old to run again, it's abundantly clear that the marching orders have gone out. That actually might be true. And I don't know if there are marching orders. I think they were all there. I mean, I don't think anybody had to write up the marching orders. Everybody knew it, as Scarborough says. Everybody is saying the mm-hmm. same thing. It's just finally somebody stuck their head up and said, okay, I'm going to say it out loud. He's too old to be president, and Kamala can't get elected. And then somebody else joined in, and we'll see if there's a, you know, a pulling a finger out of the dike of this all day long. I don't know. 
I'm curious, uh, you folks, how you react to a lot of those statements and expressions of, of uh, disgust and, and, and horror at what David Ignatius wrote and his appearance. Uh, drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. What are you thinking right now? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or if texting is more your style, 415-295-KFTC. And before we uh, take a break, I should say that I, while I'm excited about the drama of it and it's uh, all kinds of fun, from that standpoint, it's not good if you want a Republican to get elected because Joe Biden's by far the most beatable person I think they're going to put on the ticket. They'll come up with somebody who's going to be harder to beat. So I'm not for Joe Biden stepping down. Oh, yeah. By the time we're all voting in November of 2024, Biden is going to be a complete mess. The, the things that afflict him in his old age, they don't get better. And certainly not with pressure and less right. sleep. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus in president ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In another jarring transition, the likes of which have endeared us to dozens, <laughs> here's something completely different. <laughs> in sync, in a place they haven't been since 2002. Just let me take you to a better place. The song Better Place debuts at number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100 Singles Chart, the boy band's first time on the chart in 21 years. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll probably watch the Trolls movie because we kind of like those. But um, uh, Katie, we know if you're of a certain age and probably more likely if you're female than male, uh, sync having a new song come out is a big deal, right, Katie? Huge. Yeah. How old? Hmm? Here, it's rolling right now. Uh, that's not me whistling. That's Justin Timberlake whistling. Uh, he's an NSYNC, oh, right? Oh, see one of those guys. 
Yeah. I wouldn't know in sync if they walked into the studio in full uniform and began dancing. I assume they dance? Of course they dance. Okay. Um, is Justin Timberlake part of this project, though? Yes. Oh, wow. See, what? I'll tell you what. Those other guys oh. in sync were like, yes, yes. Well, he probably <laughs> saw them on the streets, starving, living in a tent, and thought, oh, my God, I got to do something. <laughs> yeah, Justin Timberlake's one of the lead singers for NSYNC. <laughs> but the fact that he was willing. You see, you could get NSYNC back together without Justin Timberlake, and they would play at a bar down the street. But, you know, this is a bigger deal. Right. Is is Lance Largemouth Bass part of this outfit as well? Yes. Okay. Look at and you. I, look at you knowing the names of members of NSYNC. Wow, I am man. impressed. Yeah. A couple of them. How many can you uh, name, Katie? Oh, John, I can. All of them. How many are there? Dozens? Five. Oh, five. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you still have posters on your wall? I do not, but I... <laughs> I had every inch of my walls covered growing up, and my heartthrob was Lance Bass. Oh, really? And oh. my dad still gives me hell going, oh, how does it feel knowing the guy you were in love with came out of the closet? And oh, I'm like, oh, I forgot yeah, Lance Bass is gay. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Time to, to re-adjust uh, your gaydar there, Katie. That's, it, was, uh, it was way off. Well, he was a oh. child, wasn't he? When they weren't they teenagers when they were bigger? And he was gay, so obviously he was the the prettiest one. So yeah, whatever. there you go, anyway. there you go. In the end. good dance. The, I do need to hear the hook. Can you play the hook for me? This is the hook of the oh, Just let Make me it take stop. You to a place. Okay. I'm gonna make it kiss the sky. I heard Timberlake disco is disco is back, okay. back and bigger than ever. I don't know. And the Trolls movies are good, so. Uh, for kids' movies. Oh, I, th- I thought it was a movie about uh, angry, mean people on the internet. Trolls band together. No, they're little cartoon figures who sing. You suck. You're stupid. Now, a word from our friends at Simply Safe. There is never a wrong time to protect your home, but this fall happens to be an especially good time because you can get up to 50% off a brand new Simply Safe home security system named, once again, the best home security of 2023 by U.S. News and World Report. Oh, Simply Safe is absolutely amazing. It's the best out there, and it's a lot less expensive. Simply Safe is comprehensive protection for the whole home with advanced sensors that detect break ins, fires, floods, and more, plus HD cameras for both inside and outside the house. It's all powered by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. That's half the cost of traditional home security. Oh, and we love this with 24-7 live guard protection and the smart alarm wireless indoor camera. Monitoring agents can actually see and speak to intruders, helping stop crime in real time. That's a powerful technology exclusively from Simply Safe. Try Simply Safe risk free for 60 days. If you don't love it, return it, but you're going to love it. For limited time, listeners can get special 50% off any Simply Safe system with a fast protect plan. Visit simplysafe.com/armstrong. That's simplysafe.com/armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Armstrong and Getty. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. 
For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. Hey there, all you lovely listeners. Let's dive into this latest release that is going to suck the life out of you in the best way possible. So listen up, because the Womanizer Next 3D Pleasure Air Stimulator, available from Pink Cherry, takes pleasure to a whole new dimension, literally. Imagine taking the speed and intensity of the original groundbreaking pleasure air technology combined with new Climax Control, so you can control even the depth of the airwaves. The 3D Pleasure Air technology offers a deeper, richer sensation that might just transport you to another universe of pleasure. The Womanizer Next 3D, available from Pink Cherry, is the only toy that allows you to take complete control of your orgasm journey with fully customizable speeds, intensities, and depths. Made from soft-touch silicone, a fully waterproof body, and smart silence technology, you can enjoy pleasure anywhere, anytime. So what are you waiting for? Ditch the doll and enjoy unparalleled pleasure from the Womanizer Next 3D, available from Pink Cherry. Visit PinkCherry.com and save an extra 20% off with code NEXT. 